0: Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern-day confusions for the middle-aged. Time. Time. The bangles have sung about it. A bloke called Drim Croyce wanted to shove it in a bottle. We all think we have lots of it. Then other days we have less of it. Sometimes it gets away from us. Sometimes we can be looking at the clock and thinking, oh my Lord, it's still only two o'clock in the afternoon. So it's a weird thing time, isn't it? Very weird. It's the one thing we take for granted as well, because we do mentally think we have as much time as we want, but we don't because eventually we're going to snuff it.
1: Yeah, We don't know. We might still have lots of time, depending what your face is. Some people would believe that they snuff it in this physical world, but they're continuing in the next world as a worm or whatever.
0: Yeah, true. But as human beings, we put a real price tag on time. But the big part about time, which is the end of our time on Earth, is something we very rarely think about. Because we're always rushing around.
1: Yeah. But there again, there are certain things you value which are linked to time. So, for example, let's say, as you've just put it, you ran out of time. If you ran out of water, that would lead to the running out of time pretty soon, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't Let's overestimate the importance of time. I think if you said to somebody, would you like another five minutes or would you like a glass of water when they came round to visit? depending on the time of day they might say oh, I'd rather have a vodka martini <laughs> I think they'd be surprised if you offered them more or less time they would think
0: well, would you are there certain days in your life where you thought oh, I wish I had more time
1: occasionally but sometimes I think oh thank goodness I haven't got any more time I'm now going to have to stop because um, I've already worked for three days non-stop and I am just so tired I've run out of time. That's it. I'm going to bed. Good night, everybody. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're tired. That's not because oh, true. you've run out. So, there are some days when you'll be rushing from here, there and everywhere. And it's all doing nonsense most of the time, isn't it? It's doing errands like picking up prescriptions or going to get some shoes or something like that. And then you look at your watch and it's like five, six o'clock. And you think, where has the day gone? Yeah, I've done nothing constructive, nothing of any true importance. But the time has dribbled through my fingers and I haven't enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, that is for everyone, I'm sure, how the day goes. sometimes. But it
0: doesn't happen with anything positive, though, does it? Nobody goes out for a boozy lunch and says, gosh, is that the time?
1: No, (laughs) sometimes it will be. I've perhaps got up at 6.30am and it gets around to 7 o'clock in the evening and I haven't actually started my day properly. I've just been doing these little jobs. Today, for example, we left our house to drive up to Hertfordshire and realised that the overnight winds had brought down the top half of the silver birch, meaning we couldn't actually drive off the property because of this tree that had fallen in. So later on, I've got to dispose of that and it's all these things. But that's what time's for, surely. That's why we've been given time. So we've got space for all these jobs.
0: Yeah, but they're not jobs that make you go, oh, do you know what? I feel like a very fulfilled human being. I feel like I have spent my time on Earth in a very constructive and productive way. Cutting down a silver birch or dealing with your overnight wind, that's not a good use of time, is it?
1: No, but it was a way for me to try and introduce the idea of time and space when I said that we haven't got space to get out.
0: I was more attracted to your overnight wind. But are you
1: imagining then you're going to have uh, one of those deathbed moments where you can reflect on what you've been doing with your life?
0: No, because I know wholeheartedly that when I finally go to meet my maker, and it probably will be Ronald McDonald, when I finally go to meet <laughs> my maker, I will be quite confident in the fact that I have lived out the life that I would like to live. I've had an opportunity to do wonderful things. I don't have... Any regrets, maybe one or two, maybe one or two regrets. And they probably involve drinking too much or saying the wrong thing and upsetting somebody. But otherwise, <laughs> you know, I think I've done pretty well.
1: I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah. What about this Einstein guy? Because he, he had uh, something to say about time, didn't he?
0: He did, but he didn't own a hairbrush. I'm just throwing that out there.
1: <laughs> well, you brought up Ronald and McDonald so you know, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's that's what made me think of Einstein. Don't think it's anything clever. It's <laughs> Essentially, I believe, Einstein said, the faster you travel, the closer you get to the speed of light, time will start slowing down. And when I first heard that, I thought it was like some trick. Oh, yeah, you say that, but it's not really time slowing down. But it is. So if you were a person aboard a spacecraft traveling close to the speed of light Mm. time would actually be slower so if you went away for say 40 years and came back you would be younger perhaps than your children wow it's not any trick it really is that time slows down the faster you go
0: i would think that if your family have sent you into a spaceship for 40 years they're probably not that keen on spending any time with you anyway and (laughs) secondly if you got stuck for 40 years With Alan, who's an ex-accountant, who happens to collect butterflies and is a keen steam engine enthusiast, that could be like the longest 40 years of your life. It's
1: true. Einstein didn't factor in Alan and his butterfly collection. (laughs) So perhaps that man in the spacecraft, he'd be getting younger and younger and younger due to the effects of the speed, but older and older and older (laughs) due to the effect of Alan and his butterfly (laughs) collection stories. (laughs)
0: Can you imagine if you get picked to go the space shuttle? And they go right. It's like it's like rounders at school. They pick out your name and they go right. Emily, yeah, you're going in Apollo thirteen, and you'll be going with Barbara. Barbara likes long walks. She enjoys tiramisu (laughs) and is very fond about telling you long-winded stories about her grandchildren. (laughs) <laughs> you'd be like oh my god i just hope we blow up on
1: entry <laughs> you have hit the nail on the head because when i was a kid my parents frightened that i might be bored because i was just sitting around doing nothing at all and actually i was just sitting around doing nothing at all quite happy but they gave me a load of little cards that you could collect. They kicked off a collection of butterflies. (gasps) And so for a month or two, I tried to show Willing and collected these butterflies. And you know, you had a poster you could stick them on and you'd end up with a full collection of butterflies. And of course, you do get drawn in by the time you get to the next but last one. You're desperate to find the lesser spotted blue cabbage butterfly or whatever. And then roll on 20 years and you meet the woman of your dreams. If you mention a collection of butterfly cards... (laughs) They completely lose interest and you move on to a next girlfriend. So So your story about
0: Alan, it's true. I can imagine you were that child that your parents thought was sitting around doing nothing, but actually you were trying to perfect the art of falling asleep with your eyes
1: open. I was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I reckon that's what you were doing. And then they thought... He's not right. not Graham is not right. He keeps looking around, looking funny with his eyes. He's creeping the hell out of me. Get him some butterfly cards. Make him look slightly less weird.
1: It's when they got the vicar round to say the last rites and close my eyes. I knew I should stop doing this. End of life again. We keep going back to end of life, don't we?
0: I know. Our generation, though, when we were bored at home as kids, when we had all the wonderful time that the school holidays gave us and no electronics to play with, Parents did worry that we were bored and grandparents were particularly good at giving you things like, here is the remnants of my stamp collection from 1932. I thought you would like to start collecting. stamp collections.
1: No! What's that about?
0: I would rather go outside and lick the soil (laughs) or eat rhododendrons. No,
1: there are people who really like it. Good for them. But for most of us, you don't. And it's the only way of knowing you don't want to do that by somebody saying, why don't you give it a go? I know I don't want to do it. That, again,
0: is something that takes up a huge amount of time, right? A bit like collecting butterfly cards. You're not going to live that one down. (laughs) But it's nonsense to no end. But we do have a habit of filling our time, playing video games. You're just filling your time. You're not really doing anything. Jigsaw puzzles, another example of things that can take up an awful lot of time, but really not get you anywhere. People buy professional equipment so that their pieces don't move. And they'll be doing them for (laughs) hours and hours and hours.
1: But if they don't move, how do you complete the jigsaw? You've got to move. Well, you don't.
0: This is the thing. It's the eternal jigsaw. They're
1: just in bits (laughs) all over the table. (laughs) (laughs)
0: they keep coming in looking at it going no i just can't face it
1: yeah you've got special equipment so the pieces don't move it's called gluing them all down it's not (laughs) since when was glue special equipment
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we do do these things that take up time and don't really have a purpose
1: well how do people left to their own devices let's go back to the caves The first Mm. human beings, they had time. They didn't know necessarily they were going to die. So the first human beings...
0: Oh, they did know they were going to die because there were saber-toothed tigers outside going, any minute now, (laughs) any minute now, it's going to step out. (laughs) Lunchtime.
1: Yeah. There's a bunny by the river I want to get to, but there's a saber-toothed tiger in between. And that's where they started doing crane drawings on the walls. Yeah,
0: that's where the first Radio Times came from.
1: (laughs) I'm sure it would be. (laughs)
0: on at seven o'clock tonight wife's going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger (laughs) 8 30 i'll eat that rabbit because the saber-toothed tiger will have gone home
1: that's where mankind started going downhill probably because the brightest guy who could work out how to get to the bunny they say well i don't believe that you give it a go <laughs> and after all he's working out his mathematics he runs for it but he's so short-sighted and boss-eyed he doesn't stand a chance anyway they've no concept of time what do they do would they just sit around all day would they say let's go for no, a walk they'll
0: be foraging for food and they'll be going to get water and they'll be getting firewood all the basic necessities but we don't have that
1: anymore because we have lovely luxurious homes but they're trying to recreate that because just as as lockdown two is going into operation. People are starting to raid the supermarkets. The foraging is starting again.
0: Yeah, the foraging has started. Can I just do a little trailer for Lockdown two? Yeah, Lockdown two coming to cinemas in two thousand and twenty-one when people can
1: all get together again.
0: <laughs> I mean, you it went, sounds like a film, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, well, you went a bit Cornwall in your brown voice there as Did well. Did I? Sorry. Arr, arr, <laughs> Pirates, <sit-mates, arr. laughs>
0: And this is what's made me start thinking about time, because when you're told stay in your home, stay safe, stay on the app, whatever it may be, you do think, well, that's going to give me lots of extra time. Not necessarily. And it's going to give you time to do stuff you may not want to do i don't want to do
1: more cleaning no. that's like a punishment that's like being sent to your room people do say oh i can never find the time to do what i want to do and
0: then you say what do you want to do and they go i don't know exactly
1: <laughs> i said to trevor a mate of mine and he said oh i just want to write these songs because i've got so much i want to say and i said uh, what do you want to say trev and he's like uh i don't really know <laughs> but he felt he needed to say something and people feel they need time But what are they going to do with the time? Given the choice, if you said to someone, you have all the time you want to do this, learn a musical instrument, most people would get, oh, no, I don't want to do that. What about learning to cook? no if
0: you had extra time on your hands most people want to go off on holiday but to do what don't you you want to go somewhere else i don't know no
1: no that didn't click into my sort of like oh yeah let's go on holiday. well no because we know
0: you're allergic to holidays for you extra time means extra time on your own well
1: i don't want to be on my own necessarily but people if they're given absolutely the choice of something they sort of think, oh, it's not special now. And that's why they do these travel books, secluded holidays here. And uh, everybody suddenly goes <laughs> to it. So it's not secluded for very long, is it?
0: I love that, secluded holidays. People are spending a fortune to be in isolation. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> but if you said to somebody, do you want to go into isolation for a week? They go, no. Yeah. But yet they'll pay to go on a secluded holiday. If
1: you've got a friend who's just been into hospital and had a triple heart bypass, I bet there are some people listening thinking, oh, I quite fancy a triple heart bypass. sounds really good fun no it's not
0: (laughs) again if you thought I've got an extra eight hours this week I might go for that triple height bypass it's just to work really well for Trev
1: when you're really busy and you're up against it you've got no time to do anything and you finally finish the job and it's delivered and it's off your plate and that's it and the next day you think I've got all of tomorrow free how great and you just don't do anything what do you
0: do on a sunday because i think sundays it's your bubble of time typically as a family especially if you haven't got young kids and you can sit around in your pajama bottoms all day sunday is your day well i certainly mentally think if i do nothing on sunday except manage to feed myself and maybe have a shower i'm winning at life
1: (laughs) yeah well you're quite a traditionalist obviously Thinking of Sunday, (laughs) Sunday is the day of pyjama bottoms and showering.
0: It's the day of rest, that's what God said. So, on the seventh day, God put on his pyjama bottoms, he ordered a bucket of KFC, and he sat back and he watched the housewives back to back.
1: That's what he did. Okay, personally, I've not studied the Bible in that way, not that depth. (laughs) I didn't know about the KFC.
0: I might have added a little bit of sauce there, you know.
1: But do you think most people have got any idea what time is? Are we aware of the passing of time
0: at all? I think people can be very rude and take your
1: time. Oh, shut up. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> not like
1: uh, that rude.
0: Harsh, harsh. No, you know, when <laughs> someone rings you up and they start talking at you. Oh, yeah. Not to you, but at you. Yeah. I think when you ring somebody and you know you're going to want their attention for maybe 20 to 30 minutes, the least you could do is say, have you got time to have this conversation? Is this a good time to speak? Yes. Because actually, sometimes it's really not. And the other person is not going to listen to you. They're not going to pay attention because they're thinking, I'm just setting fire to my kitchen here. Get off the phone. Yes, you know?
1: I think that's true. You should always check that people have got the time if you know it's going to take. 20, 30 minutes to do it. Although you don't always know, do you? If you confidently Hmm. go on holiday and you've got a tent to put up and sort of two hours (laughs) later, they're looking at you and you're saying, well, it seems so simple on the diagram. No,
0: it's when the diagram says, takes the average person 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And two and a half hours later in high gale force winds with downpour, you're going, how can it take the average person 25 minutes? I've got a degree, for God's sakes, as you're shouting that at the wind.
1: That happened with Jill and I with a Christmas present, a Playmobil castle or pyramid, or one of the mm. many big Playmobil things. And it said, takes approximately two hours. We managed to get him to bed and we thought, right... We'll be all finished by one o'clock. Not too bad. And then, you know, you get a cup of coffee or whatever. And then you think, oh, no, let's have a sherry because Christmas is almost here. (laughs) And then you're doing this sherry. And then, oh, it's two o'clock. It's like, oh, well, it's okay. You won't wake up till five all excited on Christmas morning. As you find, what's this bit? I don't know. And then three hours later... Four hours. you're so thinking, oh, and eventually you finish it. And it's like, what was that noise? Oh, my goodness. Quick, let's get to bed before he comes out of his bedroom. <laughs> it can take forever. Yes. Yeah.
0: Why is it a job that you think is going to take minutes takes an hour and a half?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's
0: very strange, isn't it? That It can be something really simple. It can be something you've planned for. You've got everything you need. It's a DIY job. It's a little thing. It's been bugging you for months. You think, oh, I'll just go and get that done. I'll just get it done. And then you go to do it and two hours later you're going, how can this possibly be taking me so long? I'm going to die of old age. I can't be able to do it anymore. I'm just going to throw it away and never worry about it again.
1: (laughs) I do sometimes, going back to Einstein, wonder whether it could possibly be a sort of like a little micro effect that it's whether you're just sitting around that affects time actually or just your perception of time.
0: Perception of time? On Monday... I was with my auntie, Sheila. She's 81. sprightly though. 81. Yeah. Available, just in case anyone is <laughs> listening and, 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 and has anybody in mind. So auntie Sheila, right? She's just phenomenal. I had to go and do a bit of a house clearance. So I went to go and clear out bits and pieces from this house. I started at about half eight in the morning. We were cleaning. We were getting rid of rubble. We were getting rid of all sorts of stuff. It was hardcore stuff, right? And then... I still wanted to go down to the beach in the afternoon and go bodyboarding because it was a nice day. So we did that and we got down there and then we finished bodyboarding and went to go.
1: Bodyboarding is the thing you do on a canal on a little raft. It's nothing to do with.
0: No, that's paddleboarding. I
1: just want to establish it's nothing to do with. We're not going back to the closing my eyes down and getting the priest round.
0: No, not yet. OK. <laughs> <laughs> So we're bodyboarding, then we've got a coffee after bodyboarding.
1: Was that a coffin? Sorry to interrupt again. <laughs> coffin, did you say? Are we going back no, to closing my... she's oh, 81,
0: okay. but she's very sprightly. Um, anyway, <laughs> get her a coffee. And she turns around, she says, what time is it? And I said, it's four o'clock. And no word of a lie, she looks me dead in the eye. She goes, really? <laughs> 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 like, you'd have thought at 81, you'd be keen to have as much time left on earth. But yeah. I'd broken the poor woman. She had to have a large slice of coffee and walnut just to pepper herself up to get back home again. (laughs) I
1: would imagine. I mean, bodyboarding at 81, that's quite a feat. Well,
0: she wasn't swimming with me. She was wandering around the beach.
1: Oh, OK. Not quite as impressive, but still pretty good.
0: But by four o'clock, she'd had enough, bless her. We had done a lot. But it was amazing. We'd been so busy and so active and so fired up when she said four o'clock, really, I did feel for her.
1: (laughs) It's not easy walking on sand either, to tell you the truth, unless it's firm sand.
0: Well, also, we turned up and the tide had been out. Um, It was about a mile away from where we parked. So when I said to Sheila, did you like being at the beach? She said, yes, and I'd love to come back again when the tide's in. (laughs) Which I thought was slightly (laughs) passive aggressive, but clear. I got the message.
1: (laughs) Sounds good fun, your Auntie Sheila.
0: Oh, she's awesome. Oh, she can drink. That's why she's 81.
1: She's fermented. That's what the oldest woman at the time was a woman from Paris. And they asked her what the trick to her incredible age was. I think she was close to 120, if not 120. Mm. She said she made sure every day. She had red wine and she smoked a particular brand of cigarettes. And I think all the people were hoping she was going to say something different to that. Yes.
0: I exercise every day. I take <laughs> no. supplements.
1: No, 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 no. None of that. No,
0: no, no. Drink your time at five and half a packet of fags.
1: <laughs> Fume, vin rouge. Yeah. That was, that was her. <laughs> so. I've not got my head around time. I think it's a weird old thing, isn't it? Because it happens without you knowing about it. I mean, we've got these contraptions, watches and clocks and things that help us check out what time is. And we know there's somehow something called time. You can see a distance, can't you? If you say, oh, that's a long way away because it's like smaller because there's perspective. But time, you can't really, the sense of time varies. I mean, if you've got a clock, you find that your own sense of time is different to what the clock says. And
0: if you didn't have a clock, you'd be going by the sky and where the sun was, wouldn't you? Yeah. Which would be really confusing because in winter, we'd all be crawling into bed at five.
1: And in these places where the sun doesn't come up for six months at a time, (gasps) do you think they just (sighs) stay in bed for six months?
0: No, they kill each other and go mental. (laughs) I I, I think I read that in the tourist blog. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Tourist blog, why don't you go to the place where it's dark for six months? Oh, I'd love to go there.
0: Very popular with moles.
1: <laughs> Animals hibernate, why do not we clued into well, that? Well, they
0: don't have watches, do they? No. They don't know when they should be waking back up again. They don't have alarm clocks. You don't hear yeah. about a bear out in the middle of Canada going, Oh, my alarm's gone off.
1: That's because it's nothing to do with time, is it? Mm. It's all to do with the seasons, the heat, the warmth, when it's light and all that sort of thing. The abundance Mm. of food, no doubt. They hear a little bit of scratching of insects above where they're hibernating and think, oh, time for me to come out. Because you do hear of animals hibernating and then coming out of hibernation before they should. You say, too early, and you pop them back in. I feel sorry (laughs) for the frog. I remember seeing a nature programme about this frog, which actually freezes. It lives up in one of the Arctic or Antarctic or somewhere. And this frog actually, its body is frozen. They were wondering how it could possibly defrost because water expands and it would like explode if it defrosted. And they found its blood had got some sort of alcohol in it. So, back to the woman who's 120, a Val Rouge. And
0: this... <laughs> that her name? Val Rouge.
1: <laughs> this frog came to life I mean it's astonishing but imagine if the poor frog it comes to life it's you know defrosted itself it's like oh yeah here we go and you say sorry but you're two months early it's like oh no I'll have to go back
0: to being cold again yeah
1: refreeze no way
0: oh it's not good (laughs) (laughs) how would you waste time
1: well these expressions don't mean anything to that I mean waste time means people are trying to say you're not being productive but they're usually um. the people who are probably in control, you know, the people who are bosses.
0: No, but we've all done that. We've got time to waste. Maybe you're in between appointments and you're stuck in a certain location or something like that. And you have to think, oh, I've got another two hours before I go and get my train or till my next meeting or to where I've got to go and pick up child from whatever it may be. I used to sit in the library quite a bit. I yeah. wouldn't read anything. I didn't want to ruin the experience. I used to sit there with my eyes open and see if I could fall asleep. And the funniest thing, someone gave me some butterfly cards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're sure to send you off to sleep. What would you say was a productive use of your time then?
0: So we have a little phrase in the Baum cornell household. It's called doing days. Saturday is a bit of a doing day. Sunday is a I'm done day.
1: (laughs) Doomsday. Sounds a bit too close to doomsday.
0: (laughs) Well, usually by six o'clock we're broken and it does feel like doomsday. We try and fit all the jobs in that we've been putting off during the week to Saturday. (laughs) Do you know what? What is the worst piece of time? And this is going to be universal to everybody. It's that moment where you suddenly realize you feel sick. Yeah. And then there's the second moment where you go, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> that is the worst piece of time ever because you haven't been sick so you haven't got rid of it and you're thinking oh my god i'm gonna be sick oh my god i'm gonna be sick
1: (laughs) it's nice to know isn't it that somewhere around about 1900 einstein was working out these fantastic equations and the best you and i can come up with is it's the time you're gonna be sick
0: (laughs) (laughs) but everyone across the globe will understand and echo my feelings that is the worst the worst of time
1: yeah even that frozen frog probably threw up when he realized (laughs) it was two weeks early (laughs) modern aged middle life was brought to you by graham jarvis and emily baum if you liked it tell a friend or rate and review the podcast that will help others find us thanks